Do not let your hearts be troubled. That's a pretty tall order from May 10th, 2020, isn't it? Do not let your hearts be troubled. As you're in isolation, away from friends and family on this Mother's Day, for so many that means no brunches and no visits, no children with their moms, no moms with their children. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I shouldn't be here today. I mean, not just not on your screen, but I shouldn't even be in Denver. Today would have been my third Mother's Day since 2016 to see one of my children graduate from Sewanee. Those have been the best Mother's Day gifts I have ever received. To watch my children earn their hard worked for degrees with all of the accompanying pomp and circumstance and celebration. Our youngest, Owen, does still technically graduate today. He fulfilled all of his requirements and the piece of parchment proclaiming in Latin his conferral of a bachelor's degree is in the mail, somewhere between Tennessee and Colorado. It doesn't quite feel like the same thing. Our family, like so many others this spring, is grieving the loss of anticipated milestones and celebrations. And what is grief, if not a troubled heart? Do not let your hearts be troubled. This text is perhaps the most frequently chosen gospel reading for funerals at St. John's. There is a comfort for the disciples then and for mourners now in knowing that there is a place for us. There's room for us. And we're not speaking in terms of literal rooms, my friends. This is not God's Airbnb. This is instead the same abiding that we see elsewhere in John, illustrated with vines and branches, a connection so profound to the point of grafting. There's deep intimacy in the words, I will take you to myself as a mother drawing her child to her bosom. Personal, intimate, so that where I am, you will be also. I love that our friend Thomas shows up again in this reading. And taken in order, we wouldn't have been as surprised by his so-called doubting a few weeks ago when he asked to see Jesus' wounds. Here, we realize that Thomas is simply literal, practical, blunt. He's that person in the room who wonders aloud what everyone else is thinking, but afraid to ask. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? I'm pretty sure I have some Thomas in me. I was made aware of this one day a year or so ago when Richard and I went on a pastoral call together and I drove. 
I started to enter the GPS, the address, into my GPS. And Richard said, not to bother. We could figure it out. We'd intuit our way to our destination. I laughed at him, and I went on doing it my way, as I occasionally do. I mean, I use GPS to find my way around in Denver every day, and I've lived here for over five years. I like to know exactly where I'm going. So maybe Thomas wasn't asking a question that Richard would have wondered, but I certainly would have. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus responds with one of the Gospel of John's signature I am statements. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, by knowing me, you have all the answers you need. It feels strange this week, doesn't it, to jump back in time and text to Jesus' farewell discourse, that chapter's long speech he gives his followers, foretelling his death, resurrection, and ascension and telling them how they should move through the world after he is gone. Today, we are hearing Jesus' farewell speech in the Easter season of his resurrection. Can it be that it's actually pretty appropriate? Because even just a few weeks after Easter, we too don't fully understand the promises of Jesus' resurrection. In the midst of our grief, we have already forgotten the way God envisions kingdom life. Kingdom life is not something far off and unsustainable. Kingdom life is here and now as we abide in the risen Christ. Kingdom life is about seeing God in Christ right in front of us. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. It doesn't get much more intimate and immediate than that. In the midst of our grieving over all the things, large and small, grief over missed graduation ceremonies, altered Mother's Day, canceled vacations, grief over postponed baptisms and weddings, grief over delayed funerals, grief over our inability to gather, grief over our feelings of helplessness and lack of control. It is all loss, personal and collective. Of course we feel this. But in our grieving, it is important to remember what we can control. What we can do is seek comfort in the promise that in the midst of it all, we are dwelling with, abiding with, and in the risen Christ. That we are held as close to the risen Christ as a mother holds her child. 
that we do not require a detailed map when everything we need to know we see in Jesus. The text does not say that our hearts shouldn't be troubled. We have agency. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Remember the promises. Be well, my friends. I miss you.